Thank you for listening to SSB Wannabes. Make sure you keep up to date by following us on Twitter at SSB underscore wannabes with one E. Sometimes our schedule gets the best of us and we can't record when we want to, so keep your eyes on Twitter and you'll always know when the new episode is up. Anyway, enjoy the show. SSB Wannabes, episode 25. My name is JD. As always, I'm joined by Will. What's up, everyone? Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're talking about, we're living in a post-Shine 2019 world now. Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. Uh, um, yeah, I want to, I, I mean, we were hanging out the whole time, but I kind of want to hear, hear your thoughts. We've had a week to digest it. So I'm, uh, I'm interested where you're at right now. Yeah, so I'm honestly pretty good. Like, Shine was sort of a big thing for me just because it's, like, that, and, like, I'm starting my new job next week on Tuesday, and, like, I kind of, like, August has just been kind of a crazy month with, like, traveling and my girlfriend's birthday and, and everything, so I'm just happy to, like, just get back into, like, a normal routine now. Yeah. And so that's really the goal of September is just, get into the swing of things i feel um, that in like everything you know getting back to the gym and starting the new job and and figuring out where melee works with it and everything yeah um so shine was sort of like the the final piece of of the month and it was a great way to end it i mean like shine has been my favorite series by far and like the room we had was like incredible (laughs) yeah we definitely set it up where um we just had a lot of people who were experienced traveling, which is big. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone like was incredibly respectful, and uh, in the car rides there and back, were like just good conversation and just like thoughtful people. Yeah, um, so sh- definitely shout outs to Jeff, JoJo, J- and Jib and Koopa Kev for yeah. a sick room. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of myself, like you know, Shine was a really fun event. Like I, I think I, I placed where I was like projected to. I got 65th, uh, losing to Nikki from Germany and the Swooper. Um, yes. And I think I was more annoyed about, and I was telling you this in the car that, and like in the hotel room, it was more annoyed in the fashion that I lost. Like it wasn't close at all. And I think my biggest takeaway from Shine, like I just got 3 0'd by both of them. And even though I had like some good money matches and I took some money from some good players. Um, like Mog most notably for sure. That like um I think like playing like Pew Pew and Albert and all those guys in money matches and then also Swooper and Nikki in a money match and then also in bracket, like the biggest thing I realized is like Shine I sort of like threw my game plan a little bit more out of the window and it just didn't give me any footing for me to like succeed in game as well as I could have. And, like, I, it was, like, the lack of discipline that killed me rather than my game plan. Like, I played Nikki, and I did better in the money match, but, like, I still lacked discipline in terms of executing a game plan that was working, that, like, worked, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where, like, my frustration came from with the tournament. Yeah, um, I actually, I'm, I'm with you on the game plan thing. Um, I'll talk a little more in a, in a bit, but... Um... I feel like my losses were very similarly because of not having confidence in the way I play. 
And um, that's definitely a huge lesson to take out of this is it's easy to say it, you know, beforehand, like, okay, we need to play like this. And okay, that's established. That's how I play. This is how I'm comfortable. But it's, it's so much different when you're put into the pressure of these events. And I think the pressure at this point isn't so much um, like top of my head. It's not like I'm aware of it as much. I think it's a, a bit of like I'm spending mental energy to remain calm. I'm not spending mental energy to remain focused mm-hmm. on on the way I'm supposed to play. And I think that was my takeaway was very similarly like I have to play the way I'm comfortable or else things aren't going to go well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense for sure. And and you had some weird moments in your bracket and stuff like that. I think Yeah. Um Yeah, so I think there was like a difference in our discipline like like where we lacked discipline. For me, I felt like it was more like inherent game plan in the game. And you know, that might have been like some portion for you, but like as a friend and like traveling with you, you know, pretty frequently frequently, I've like I felt you know, I felt that like the way you prepared was different or like not as like rigid as you have in the past, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember mentioning this to you in the car and obviously correct me if I'm wrong. But it just seems like you were just like a little off in terms of the preparation going into bracket. Also. Right. Right. And I think what that stemmed from, and I agree, like you're, you're completely right. Um, it was just weird because it was kind of like a failure to, to correct. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting was I think, I think to be honest, I would have, I, I hate to really place blame on this, but I think I would have done fine. If um if I didn't get completely screwed in uh in my losers bracket, but if I had prepared better, I might have been able to win my winners match. And um, what really came out for me like as a lesson was just kind of being self aware and being um like kind of going with my instincts on preparation type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not enough. I, I do need to implement a better better understanding of how my body works and how I respond to certain things. So, you know, feeling a little anxious when I'm in the um when I'm in the venue. My first instinct was, okay, let me practice outside the venue. Let me go into a hotel and get some good practice. And um I did that. I got some decent warm ups, you know. I, I played mm-hmm. Mog a little bit, um, played some other people, you know. The guys in the hotel room were all good practice, you know, you, Kubikev, et cetera. So um, I felt like that was good enough. And mm-hmm. one lesson I learned from that is that it's actually really important to um, get familiarized with the venue. Um, I think if I had stayed and just been in that loud, noisy environment and played competitive matches, maybe some money matches the day before bracket, that would have helped me prepare for everything that goes on you know, just kind of getting used to my environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and second, um, it's important for me to, to do the things that I preach about. Um, getting some exercise would have been really big. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that I was eating like obnoxiously healthy rather than just, you know, uh, a, a sandwich that was, that we put together like a panini, you know, mm-hmm. um, so there's there's 
some things I'm, I'm going to be a little easy on myself. I think that with the new environment, it was a, a very different area than I had expected. Um, I was a little thrown off by that. Like there's, there's things that I'm not, I'm not going to like kill myself over this. Um, but it's, it's not like, cause I, I placed 97th, right? So I, was, I placed yeah. below, below my seed and, mm-hmm. um, you know, making out of pools, still something to be proud of, but if I'm looking forward, I need to really understand how these things all fit together and that it makes a lot of sense that if I were to not do the things that usually help me in bracket, I'm not going to do as well in bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, and just not to get too like existential about the whole thing, which is one of my, <laughs> one of my habits too, is, is always mm-hmm. getting existential. Um, but yeah, so, so, I want to hear your experience a little more because um, we're out of bracket, right? Yeah. Um, we decided to stay for top eight, which was um, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel this tournament stacked up in terms of player experience? Like as a just like a as a tournament, or for for just myself? Just for yourself. Like, how did you like, when you were out? How did you? How'd you enjoy yourself? Because I know you're you usually um kind of keep the fire going for as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, and I think it's just because I had like a hectic month. Like there were times where I'm like, man, I just like couldn't really do much melee today or anything. Um, dude, it just felt like I didn't have enough time to like mm-hmm. play. Like it was like amazing. Like if there was a 24 hour venue, like it would have been like crazy. I think um the one thing I do regret is um. Like, as as much fun as, like, drinking was on, like, Saturday night after Bracket, I wish that, like, I didn't do money matches. You know, I, I should have stuck with the rule where, I, like, I didn't do money matches while, like, drinking just because, like, I felt like it was, like, kind of fun, but, like, it didn't mean a lot to me personally. You know? Okay, interesting. Like, like, I was playing, like, with Lego and, like, Kadorian, who's from SoCal, and, like, those have been great experiences because they, they play very different marts from young um, and, I, and thankfully, I had to play the Lego the next day. But, you know, it was just like being a little tipsy was just like, you know, I wasn't thinking as as well. And, and there was a little bit of like a. It, I, I felt like I was a little too lax on Saturday night, you know, like I should have just committed to I'm a very like black and white person, too. Like I should have just either committed to the party or committed to like playing and then drank once I like was done, like. Thankfully, I, like, beat Bonfire, like, at the very last minute, so I got, like, five bucks back. But, you know, I, I think it's just, like, felt like I was, like, one foot in, like, trying to be serious and one foot trying to bull. And and personally, for me, that doesn't really work that well. Okay. Um, And it doesn't mean I won't play Melee if I'm drinking. It means, like, I just shouldn't have done, like, serious money matches, you know? Yeah. Um, I think also, like, another thing was, like, but then Sunday, you know, I sort of, had that feeling so Sunday I tried to make the most of it and I was just like money matching till the break of, like since the start of dawn and that was super fun so like I got to play Lego again um and then I got to play Joy Boy which was really good Fluid Albert destroyed me twice um I played Pew Pew and Nikki also and and then a few of the NJ guys like FMB 5k and stuff so it was super fun, like, and also like project from New England. So, I definitely like didn't put down the controller really, unless I had to like go pack in the middle of the day. 
Um, right. And for me, that was really good. It felt like it almost like wasn't enough. Like I, I like didn't exhaust myself. And I think that's partially because I also had like a late bracket. So like my bracket was like the latest at four and then pro bracket was like or round two bracket was at like six. So most of the day was done by then. So I felt like I didn't get like my hands weren't hurting or anything like that. And I just like kept on wanting to like play more. Yeah, man. Sweet. Yeah. That's so funny. It's like I'm hearing you list off all these money matches and I'm just realizing how different we approach these majors. Um, and I, I still feel like I had a successful time, but I would no way money matched that many people. I don't even know if I money matched two people. Yeah, I, in itself, money matched Lego four times. Oh, my God. Like, FMBK two times, Albert twice, PewPew, Nikki, Joy Boy, Fluid. You you just listed all these off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the full count, but whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, because um, yeah, for me, I want to, like, see how I stack up against, like, the world. You know, I want to see how I stack up against everyone. And, right. And that's what I sort of view the major as. Right. No, I, I hear you. And that's important to, um, to kind of, because you, you don't have that opportunity all the time. So yeah. I, I think you're actually really, really good at making the most of those opportunities um, and just kind of slamming them out. And that, that is the grind, you know? Like, yeah. Part that of the grind the is all, all the money match. It's so funny. I think there's like this, maybe this is just an outsider perspective, but it seems like there's this micro community of money match fiends mm. that just are constantly like, Warmer is a really good example of someone that, for whatever reason, I just always see him at every tournament. Yeah, money match. Like I don't see him playing without like ten dollars in front of him. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Um, and it just seems like, like Pig is the same deal. And I just I feel like these guys just like recognize each other at this point. Like, I'm always gonna money match these people. Is that true? Can you can you give me an insider perspective? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's definitely true. So for me, like, um, and actually what's funny is Nikki was tweeting about this from the European scene and he said he really wished that, you know, the European scene had this sort of like money match uh, mentality, mm-hmm. uh, MMM uh, for, yeah, because it's just like there's this more like everyone just takes it more seriously. Yeah. And there's this, this idea of like, you know, like, yeah, we're going to put five bucks on this not to like, not to like win the five bucks, obviously you want to, but like. It's like more of a state of like intent, right? It's like showing your intent that like this is going to be serious. And it's really funny because you always know who to count to uh, for it. And then you can like get people like there are strict money match setups like that, you know, like people are circling around like um, and then the community around it is so funny to see because like you almost like feed off of one another because like you'll be losing. I I remember I beat for uh, the first money match I played, I beat FM be 5k and he was like fuck like i'm gonna all right wasabi we're gonna play later but i'm gonna get five bucks from someone else and then i'll i'll throw that for another <laughs> one and that's sort of like the mentality it's almost like it's almost like a casino right like you you're like in the red you're in the green and you're just trying to get as much and it's really funny like bonfire like uh couldn't talk and she had a like a little boar that just said money match yeah i remember that she was walking around which was crazy Um, one of the one of the four things that she had like (laughs) pre-prepared yeah exactly yeah um and i think the culture around it is really cool because you also like 
know who to like go and know if there's like a line somewhere and you know who's gathering for who like you know like there were lines for ginger albert rishi and pew pew for sure Mm -hmm. and and that was also really cool yeah and they probably make a, a solid chunk of change yeah, yeah. Playing. and Rishi were having a race to see who could get 30 bucks the fastest. That's fun. Yeah. Do you know who won? No idea. No oh. idea. I'll, I'll DM them and figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, money matching is, is always... I think it's starting to become... Well, it's always been like, this is how you get better. But I think it's just become like very solidified as um, just like a really strong option that... Um, is open to anyone because all you need to the only you know barrier to entry is having some money. Yeah, and I think most people like the traditional is five for five, but like I've did one dollar money matches and still was like, do you want to make it a best of five? Like I think anyone who really money matches like most of them aren't doing it like for the money per se. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good piece of advice. Is like okay, if you want to, if you're not as good, not as experienced but you still want to get those games in um, a dollar best of three is I think perfectly acceptable. Um, especially because if you're going to money match someone much better than you, you don't need to put $5 to get, it's almost better that they're not taking it fully seriously. If I'm being completely honest. Interesting. Um, I'm curious on to why. Well, if you think about what a, okay. So the, the skill discrepancy of someone who has been playing for two years versus eight years, Mm-hmm. Uh, top 50 versus you know someone who's struggling to get PR'd in their region, right? Yeah. So it, do you need them to play as if they're fighting for their tournament life? And I really don't think you do, because if they're playing based off of their kind of their habits, like if they just play their good habits against mm-hmm. you, you're still learning a lot. And you don't need, you're not trying to practice like the mix-ups. You're not trying to practice, you know, what is this person like when they're under pressure? Because you're not good enough to put them under pressure. Yeah, five dollars. Five dollars isn't going to put them under pressure anyway. So realistically, just kind of getting the crap smacked out of you for two games in a row for a dollar, I think, is a much more efficient use of your time and money um, than, you know, than putting five. And if they if they kind of, you know half-ass it, I guess, or um, autopilot. A good player's autopilot is still doing a lot of really good things, a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's more of a thing to learn, you know, than what they play, like, in grand finals. That's just yeah. my takeaway. You know, obviously, as you start to close the gap, um, that's not the case anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But just as a starting point, I think if you show up to a venue with $15 in singles... Um, you could really fill out three or four hours of melee. Um, hey, dollar best of three. Most people would be like, yeah, sure, let's do it, you know? Yeah, I think that, like, most people would be... I get what you're saying, and I think that, like, in terms of, like, value, the value's, like, definitely more. Mm-hmm. I think the five best of five is almost, like, the gold standard, almost, right? Like, oh, absolutely. And even if it's, like... Even if you might not learn as much, I think it depends on, like, the person's personality like for me like even if i'm gonna get rocked like i want to see what they look like you know i want to experience the insurmountable pressure of them like i want to see how untouchable they are you know right like even against like pew pew like 
and like Pew Pew is like just always like even when he plays has like a fun time, right? So it's but you know, I sat down and like I got wrecked game one. I think I got four stocked. I definitely got four stocked. And then game two was like last stock. And and then game three was a two stock. But like um you know, like get seeing I think it's like about like I wanted to see how good are you, really. And right. I think that's that's sort of the thing. So like in not just like in my matches, it's like about like, yes, learning about the experience too, but also I like it because it's like, what's the gap like, right? Like, what is this, this gap between us? Yeah. And, and that's sort of what you want to see. And like, sometimes you might not have answers. Like sometimes it's just like, man, they're just too good at this. And I, you know, my tools just weren't up to par. Like that's how it felt against Albert for sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, almost like, yeah, play me seriously. Like, see if you can destroy me, because I, I want to know where I stand truthfully is sort of like my end goal for sure. Right. I, I totally, totally respect that. Um, it's starting it's starting to make me kind of think about how I approach this game. And um, I have this like aversion to money matches where I think once I'm in them, it's kind of like going to a uh, the birthday party of a friend you don't know very well. Mm -hmm. Where you think it's going to be a worse time, and then you get there, and then it's fun, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel uncomfortable initiating money matches. I I don't find it naturally like what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to hurt me. I, I'm not even wondering. I know it's hurting me in the mm -hmm. long run, um, at least in terms of improvement. Um and I think it's something I should try to try to start, start slowly implementing more and more as I'm going to, you know, see me on land next week and um, East Coast Throwdown. I'm trying to go to also. Yeah, I just registered for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to um, kind of just get used to it a little more, mm -hmm. um, get my feet wet a little bit. That might be that might be a good approach. Yeah, um, I think also hitting up the players that you know won't say no is a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so you could even like hit up me and be like, "Yo, let's just put a five on this or warmer or tiramisu or anyone," because because they're definitely just like that. Right. Yeah, I def I definitely need some. Um, it's not so much like the gameplay I need to learn from. It's it's more of getting into the the mindset because um, mm -hmm. I think I have enough experience where. I know what my weaknesses are, and that is just being in that competitive mindset. That's what I need. That's what I need the most practice in. Um, so yeah, I gotta I gotta show up with some fives and and leave with more fives. Yeah, and it's hard because you want to also challenge the people where it's like you're not favored for also, but you want to like still play it. Right. Yeah, it's um it's about closing the gap, man. About, yeah, and even if it's out not where your weaknesses are, yeah, it's it, it's more about assessing the gap more than closing it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like against like even like players where it's like a toss up, like against Warmer or Tiramisu or FMB or Lego or anyone. Like it's about it's still definitely about like that. I feel like it's more about you know can you put everything together because you know it's going to be a tough matchup. But then sometimes it's about just closing the gap or or not closing the gap, seeing the gap and being like, OK, well, I still have a long way to go. And like that sort of was my takeaway from Shine was like, 
there are a lot of really good players, and like I'm, I've definitely gotten a lot better, but there's still a long way to go, and it's, it, that's almost humbling because it sort of like prepped me for like a really good week this week in terms of practice and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I want definitely a good transition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you came out of shine, and what you feel felt motivated. You felt um, like you knew where your path was. What what's going on? Yeah, so, you know, thinking about it, I felt like I sort of, like, knew where to go and where I had to do it. Like, I had a lesson. It started off with, like, a lesson with Jark Fox where he kind of, like, went in on me and was, like, I was, like, sort of focusing on the wrong things and realizing that, like, there are some things that, like, I kind of half worked on but haven't, like, fully, fully worked on in terms of, like, whiff punishing, reacting. Like, you know, there's just so much more I can refine. And I think that, like, of com- we were talking about, like, common, like, pitfalls and improvement is, like, you're working on one thing and then you get like halfway with it and you're like, Oh, okay. Like this is good now. But like, you have to right. like fully complete it. And that's sort of like where I feel like I am now. Like I've, I've done like a lot of like half steps, but not like the full step to really internalize it. And that was really good. And like, I was doing some pitfalls where I felt like I needed like more new tools in, in certain matches. Like I got built, like I got like fucked up by Albert and like we, I was talking with it with it with Sammy and he was just like, yeah, but, like, did you do everything we talked about? Like, avoiding lasers, playing with your back turn, hitting your combos, like, hitting your edge guards, like, reacting to this. And I'm like, yeah, I did some of it, but not all of it. And so, like, it's like, well, there, you know, you see that, like, yeah, you might have played with your back turn, but if you're still getting hit by lasers, that's a huge problem. And that's probably why, like, Albert really closed you down. And then, like, also I was like, you know, I think I need more tools in terms of, like, getting openings and approaching and, like, playing those offensive mix-ups. And it just, like, was like, or, like, because Albert was really hard to hit, and Sammy was just like, you know, like, as you get playing better players, there's just going to be harder to hit. Like, that is a trait of being a good player, right, is mm-hmm. being hard to hit. And so, you know, you have to do the same, too. So that sort of, like, helped sort of prime my mindset in terms of, like, what I wanted to focus on, which was, like, executing the game plan, being disciplined, avoiding getting hit, like, and working and rehashing the stuff that, like, like I've been working on, but really trying to, like, refine it rather than add new things and and then also um i started playing with hacks so he invited i've i've been to his like place twice we did like two four five hour sessions just fox did it was like and that was really crazy like i'm wearing an arm brace just because my wrists are feeling kind of tired from it wow truthfully but like that like i don't think that like sitting down for like a total of 10 hours with hacks has been like and obviously, Hax is a very particular fox, so I'd love to like play a different fox and like kind of fine tune it. But like, I, it was just so apparent how much better I was playing from it. And it wasn't just like basic combos or having a good read on him. But it was more about like reacting to what he was doing and like actually playing this like sort of mental game and also had playing thinking at that speed. Also, like I felt like there were times where I was thinking as fast as Hax. And maybe I lost on, like, more execution stuff, which is, like, an easier thing to fix than, like, that. But obviously, like, I had to, like, call for breaks and stuff just because my stamina wasn't, like, of thinking that hard and of focusing that hard. And, like, re- like watching, like, reacting to him dashing in and then knowing what to do or reacting to a jump and then knowing the counterplays for it is, like, was, like, definitely filled up my mental, like, catch, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to talk about this a little more. So, um, I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, 
the, the just the idea of playing with a with hacks with a player of that caliber for so long um there must be so much to unpack from that like just so much information entering your brain so much feedback of of everything you've been working on I yeah mean, it must have been almost overwhelming <laughs> like maybe not but like that that's definitely like um something you've had to step into like if you weren't working hard you would not have been prepared to to practice with hacks do, do you felt like you were prepared or do you think that it, he still cracked you open yeah no I, I i think that i felt really prepared it was just more so about like keeping strong in it like mm -hmm. the minute i lost focus it you know it close games became three stocks four stocks and i think that really showed the difference you know that like like the minute I like lose focus, I'm suddenly getting like fucked up, and to sort of like realize that like my lack of stamina in that sense that like I'm playing at like this lower energy level with um with other players, but like with players like Hax, who's you know top twenty for sure. Like I think he was definitely underrated this year. Um, he, you just can't you can't let go. And so it was more about like simplifying a game plan and refining it to leave you the room to play and focus the way you need to against right. him. Um, it was really stepping into the lines then almost. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it for sure. Or the foxes then, if we want to <laughs> make a joke. Stepping into the foxhole, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's, so th that was this week? Yeah, that was this week. Um, we played, um, like, the Wednesday I got back, and then, like, two days ago. Word. And it was just straight one-on-one -on -one session. There was no one else. And so we just talked about Fox, and then we talked about, like, some stuff. But, like, it was mostly just silent play, for sure. Wow. Yeah, man, that's... I feel like those gains are going to hit you in waves um, if you keep if you keep getting that practice. Like, that's definitely one of the barriers to entering that level is finding someone to to practice with you know it's very hard to solo practice your way into there mm -hmm. um yeah i'm excited where these where these developments lead you because you are yours on this on the on a steady grind this week you got some good shit coming up yeah definitely and it felt really good i think i needed to take like a few more handbrakes for sure just because i noticed my like wrist was not hurting but just definitely tired wow. uh but Overall, like, it was really good, and I think that it wasn't just, like, improving in the Fox Ditto, but also the two things was, like, just the stamina and the discipline that I needed to, like, compete with hacks on, like, a consistent basis was the biggest thing, which is just a general thing, you know, it applies for everything, and then also going in with specific goals, so, like, these were still in the end, like, friendly sessions, so I had, like, specific goals that I wanted to tackle on that I you know, that helped me sort of play at that level and sort of, like, make it more of a deliberate practice session than anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. We just, again, I feel like I bring this up all the time, but, like, we are such different people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But good for you. That's, like, that. that's great. Um, yeah, my week after was very interesting. Um, definitely no... no strict practice I, I kept up with my uh with my little routine but realistically i was in this weird mental place um monday and tuesday especially where 
I, I think I was just, I had such a good time at Shine. Like, mm -hmm. I hung out with all a lot of my friends that I, I you know, only see at these majors. Um, that Saturday night, I just, it felt like a culmination of all my, all my time just, like, getting to know people. And then mm -hmm. having them all just, like, kind of crash into our room and have that room be super lit for the 10 minutes it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. when we were hanging out outside. Just, like, all that. Um, it felt, it felt very right. It felt like this is what I get the most out of with this game where, um, obviously I love playing, I love playing first and foremost, but I think what fills me up the most from these weekends is, you know, getting to see pig, you know, hanging out with pig a lot or Malachi or any of these guys that, uh, you know, we've met over the podcast, like, or, or Bon Cushy, you know, like all these guys that, yeah. Um, are just really cool and fun to hang out with. Um, mm -hmm. Putting that all together is such a good time that when it it the party ends and we pack up and go home, there's this weird. It's a weird feeling, you know. And you know, I go back to work at a job that I I don't hate. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's a job, but I don't hate it. And it was just a weird couple days um, where I was just very introspective and very. Um, confused as to why I felt so down mm -hmm. uh, and I think this is something that is hard to hard to deal with because leading up to shine there's like preparation there's anticipation there's anxiety but for the most part it's like you know everyone's kind of rubbing their hands together like you know I can't wait to go you know to this, to this major same thing with SmashCon with any major mm -hmm. you know um, and so when it ends it's always it always feels like you know like the, like now what yeah like what was that for what was the point how do we go forward mm -hmm. and it it's strange to think that it was only a week ago that we were at this tournament yeah um because just the amount of thinking and the amount of like i don't know man it, it's it's been a strange week mm -hmm. um i i pulled it back wednesday um and I specify Wednesday because um, Thursday I started I started playing WoW Classic this week. Yeah, everyone's on that grind now except yeah. for me. Well, stay away, dude. I've never grew. I never played it as a kid just because my parents wouldn't let me. So, well, if you want, if you want to try it out, you know, go for it. I, um, I am a PC boy now, so maybe yeah. PC gamer boy. Yeah, first um, custom PC. Shout out to Jeremy. But yeah, um, I do it, actually it, have some thoughts on on what you were saying. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> oh, unless you WoW had classic later. No, it doesn't matter. Are we okay? Yeah, this is a wild classic podcast now. Well, dope. Um, yeah. So personally, I think Dark Bishop Mage is the best class, but you know that's more Shut so. Up. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I think the reason why not. I was talking with this with like Panos. Uh, before as well it's just like it's almost because you we live a different life at at these events we're we're a different person you know so it's almost like it's almost like then we have to like go back it's like we live these like incredible like very different secret lives at these majors and then go back to like what's considered like nor the norm in the world and i think right. that's like huge shift is like definitely why people after majors like definitely get a lot of 
like you know post post major like blues right yeah and it's because like yeah like just there like you know obviously besides that there could be like a better generation gender ratio at the tournaments and stuff like that um like you know it's just like it's just like the boys right and it's just like it's like it was six of us crammed into a hotel room four of us like somehow fit on the bed by sleeping sideways <laughs> like like sardines and yeah. then like people just like an open door policy it was like almost like a back to college feel with it you know yeah. with yep. like serious melee and i think it's just because like we live these separate lives that like you know Obviously, your tag's the same, but, like, you know, like, I'm, like, Wasabi there. It, it's not, like, normal Will Wasmer there, right? And it's, like, and it's almost because also, like, then we also know people by, like, that, their personas also. Not that they act very differently with it, but, like, just, like, it's just everyone's a little more loose and, and open with things. You know, like, when you go there, like, you really get to know, like, Pig versus, like, Will, right? Or... Mm-hmm mog versus like malachi or anything like that and for the most part we know them as those players in in that scene and setting rather than like real life and i think that's like the big difference for it because like also because you know them through those settings like we experience a lot of emotions like i could say like probably like mog and i or anyone else there like experiences the same amount of like disappointment or like you know perplexity of like after we lose and like introspectiveness and stuff like that yeah. like or excitement from winning a long match and then there's a lot of shared emotions at majors and i think that's the difference is like then you go back to this work and this you're like now in this like post incredible event and no one around you knows what happened about it right it's like am i crazy you know yeah, and it's it goes back to something we've talked about before, which is just the uniqueness of the shared experience and the ability to talk about what we go through with only the people that are in the community, right? So, like mm-hmm. one thing I didn't mention before that I wanted to I wanted to put this in words in recording. I lost game four to a DK because I died through Pokemon Stadium. I got glitched through Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, that's Dude, nuts. During a fire transformation, I was up three stocks to two. I was down two games to one. I went chic on FD. Stupid idea. Anyway. Um, yeah. Interesting and then move. I got – it was a stupid, stupid move. But um, I got I, I got super tilted, and then he double zero to death me. So I got two stocked. And um, w- that was such a un- – oh, man. That moment, like the amount of emotions. I've never been that – upset and angry at a tournament match mm-hmm. since I've started playing. Yeah. I was incredibly mad. And I was so mad that it was like, you know, the white hot anger that like you not you don't even show symptoms of anger yet. Yeah. Like just you're past that point. You're boiled mm-hmm. over. Yeah. That's how mad I was. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I fist bumped him. He was still sick like Wrangler is a sick DK, so I was like whatever. Like Yeah, I mean at least he made now, a run. Yeah. Got, now I'm like 49. whatever. But I turned around and it's uh it's get a war machine, and he's like, bro, <laughs> like dude, <laughs> and he was just talking about losing to the DK. I'm like, did you, did you see what just happened? He's like, yeah, dude, like you can't up throw up air him or like something like that. I'm like, bro, I I glitched through Pokemon Stadium and died, and he just like, he just looked at me and just shook his head and he's like, I I'm so sorry, like. <laughs> So just that moment, right? Like, yeah, 
the contextual, like, uh, it's so strange and it's very difficult to actually articulate my very real emotions to people who have no possible way of understanding. Like, can't, I, I went home and my sister was like, hey, how was, uh, you know, how was the tournament? And I was like, all I could say was like, didn't do as well as I was supposed to. And then I like really tried to explain it. And she's like, oh, yeah, that sucks. And I'm like, okay, well, what was I expecting? You know, like, how, how can I possibly give you that? And I think leaving that community where, where you can just feel, you know, you, you could really empathize. No one else can empathize with me, but the people there can. Yeah, um, like, you can find, like, any rando and tell him about the Pokemon glitch, and he could be like, holy shit, like, fuck, that sucks. Yeah. Like, that's that's the worst thing to ever happen. Exactly. And so, I think le- just leaving that is is what's what got me down this week. But, um, you know, when I was talking about WoW Classic, the only reason I'm playing is that I found... Uh, a guild. There's um, a bunch of Long Island players like uh, Nerd, Darktooth, Psycho, uh, Flinchy, Wild. Uh, Wild's actually not playing, but he's hanging out in Discord with us. Um, we're all just in a guild together. Um, okay, just, like, well, that sounds up. fun. Yeah, it's it's very fun, and it's starting to make me not starting, but it like it's kind of on par with my philosophy towards all of this. Is just like at the end of the day, what what I really really pull out of all of this is like just just making some really good friends. And it sounds cheesy and it's like it was said in the documentary is like one of the last lines of like, you know, we, we don't play because, you know, we play because we're friends. But it's true. Like I'm I'm realizing that the value that's added to my life of having these like time tested relationships, um, these like now we're all pretty much adults. And mm-hmm. we still meet up at these events and still talk over Discord and, and all this stuff. Um, it's just, it's built really strong bonds. And um, it's been really rewarding to kind of get, like, what what kind of put me down after the tournament is, ironically, what has been making me, like, lifting me back up at the end. And I just don't want to rely too much on it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not healthy to... to put one's mental health all in the same thing but what i'm trying to say is like it was worth it this it was it was such a worthwhile experience going to shine and um now that see me on lands coming up next week um i have to kind of put it all to the test again can i balance how much fun i have with you know my my true ambitions for doing well can i Mm -hmm. can i avoid the falls of leaning too much into like, yeah, I can't wait for the after party with like, no, let's, let's kick some ass, you know, mm-hmm. I'm also going to be commentating. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you have like more stuff to worry about. Yeah. I think it's like tough because it's like really about, you know, I think in the end, like we haven't talked about this idea yet just because like melee is so good that like, you know, it's really how it works well with your life. But mm-hmm. as a competitor, you know, I think, one aspect we haven't really explored is the idea of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think it's, it goes, co- like, side by side with discipline, of course, but, you know, you have to sacrifice, you know, certain things to 
make sure that you get like what you want done and i think that's like a really big concept that like i think people try to do too much but like you know when and we've talked about like maintaining a a good lifestyle but like for me like you know and and you always say like it's it's the grind for me like you have to you know know where to like what to sacrifice you know whether that's you know netflix time or or more just like time doing nothing you know you know it's just sort of like you know it maybe it's just like energy right like the time doing nothing could be spent doing something but you're just like tired but like at a certain point it's like how when are you like actually too tired versus like when do you just think you're too tired for something Mm -hmm. and i think we don't really talk about that also like in tournaments like you know i want to like hang out with everyone and catch up with everyone but like definitely like if brackets still going on like i'm not trying to have like any meaningful conversations right like not like any but like you know i'm not really trying to like I'm trying to just like keep it more introspective and like well, it's not, yeah, it's not the time. Yeah, it's not the time or place for it for mm-hmm. a competitor for sure. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's like a really big thing. Like you saw it a lot. Like um, actually, I was kind of a dick to you at Shine. Oh yeah, <laughs> you were um, but, you were playing someone. I'm like, dude, did you hear about the did you hear about Justin winning the wobbling? And like you said something, I didn't hear you. I'm like, yo, check. Like you're like, I get, it. I saw. I'm like dude yeah i know because because what it was is i was warming up for round two pools and i was playing in like five and and i knew justin like shouts to justin dark jack for getting sweater for wobbling for 30 minutes but you know you came up to me super excited about and like it's really you know like now that i have time like that's crazy and the most justin thing i've ever heard Mm -hmm. but yeah five minutes away from playing round two so i i was like yeah dude like and then you i guess me and i was just like you know i'm like actually just trying to pools right now so like i'll talk to you later uh and you like, definitely you you tempered down your tone yeah right now you said it you said it sharply and i'm i'm totally messing with you like i got like at the time i i, I definitely said it a little definitely said it like more aggressively for yeah, sure I, and i didn't i didn't take it the wrong way i understood immediately but I was just fucking with you. I'm like, oh, damn, are we okay? Like, shoot, okay. And then, <laughs> and then I went away, like, tail between my legs. Um, but yeah, I totally get it. Like, you are from time to time, and and I think the the theme of sacrifice is really important because it could be taken in the micro and the macro of mm-hmm. when you're at a tournament, when you're at these this 72 hours, um, every minute you spend is important. So. There's the sacrifice between sleep and practice. There's the sacrifice between um, eating healthy and, and eating, you know, not this year, but, you know, last year, Shine, there was delicious food everywhere. How do you, yeah. you know, what do you spend your money on? What do you spend your time on? So, all you know, sacrifice is a really important Even watching top eight, you know, like, I mean, I know yeah. this top eight wasn't as interesting, but, like, or watching top 32, like, is it, like, are you going to watch this or are you going to watch it on the ride back and just, like, grind out money matches while you're there and i think what is really important um to a lot of people is figuring out how to sacrifice for you and sometimes i think 
it's easy to fall into the trap of where my mind is at, where it's like, I'm just going to do what feels right. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to, you know, maximize fun and, and maximize hanging out with the homies. Um, I think what's important is this week after is to really dig into the, the decisions you made in retrospect, because sometimes you might regret it. Like, I wish I did three more money matches, you know, at mm-hmm. least. And um, what, I, what I don't, what I don't, um, regret is, you know, a lot of things, but I could have, I just could have turned the, the dial up. That's, that's the decision, you know, that I should have made. And, uh, for some people you might, you might regret going too hard. You know, this is always the conversation we have of like finding that balance. But when you mm-hmm. look at it through the scope of sacrifice, um, it's really hard to know, um, the implications of your decisions and sometimes going off intuition alone is not enough to really figure it out. It does take some real mental energy and, and some thought experiments of like, okay, let's say down the line, I'm, you know, deciding to, um, uh, you know, I want to find one person to practice with every tournament for like three hours. Like I want to grind this matchup, right? So that's mm-hmm. where you prioritize. You look for a jigglypuff and you're like, hey, can we, can we just grind? Can we like play for a couple hours in my hotel room, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you're sacrificing playing different people. You're, you know, you're sacrificing being in the venue and and catching up with everyone. Um, you have to make sure that what you did was worthwhile. So kind of leveraging that experience with Puff, getting home, um, and just you have to maximize it. You have to take notes. You have to really learn from what you did, you know, and just, I think maximizing the decisions you go with, like, I think you do this very well. You know, you, you explicitly remember 95% of the money matches you play, you know, that mm-hmm. 5% is for when you were drinking this weekend. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, um, that's something you do very well is like, you don't dwell on what you, or you might, maybe you don't talk about it, but it doesn't seem like you really dwell on what you've sacrificed you look at what you decided to do and learn from that the most. Yeah, I I definitely think so. I think, but it's not that I don't dwell on it, but like, you know, what I love that you said was the idea of, you know, you need to sacrifice what works for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm totally fine not smoking, you know, day one and just, you know, playing Melee. And like, I know that like, you know, it seemed really fun, you know, like you and Malachi were... We're drinking and stuff like that but i was like you know like i'm good like maybe i'll have a beer once i'm done playing and stuff like that like that was that was it you know or like hanging out and catching up with people like there's so many people in the community that i like don't see on a regular basis like i definitely like you know i definitely like definitely missed catching one of my like uh someone from my college like he was a freshman and and i was a senior so i kind of brought him into the club and uh, he was at China, and I was hoping to catch up with him, but, you know, it was just, like, the schedules didn't work out, and, I, you know, it was just too crazy on, on day three and day two that, like, I, I had to sacrifice that. And I think it's just, like, you know, obviously, I'm I'm hoping I can see him at, at See Me on Land or maybe Big House, but, you know, and he's in New England, so I'm sure I'll see him at a Mass Madness at the very least. But I think that, like, you know, it's more so, like, Yes, like you make inherent sacrifices, but like 
to me, they don't feel like sacrifices. Like, that's just, like, what I want to do and that I know I want to do in these, like, situations, you right. know? Right. And I, I think, think that's, like, the big yeah. thing. But I think I think that comes with, like, to give you a little more credit, um, I think your intuition has been very, like, thoughtfully crafted. At least oh, from yeah. what, what I've seen, like, you have been, like, you, you weren't ever this level of player like when when we started um you know you were still on the grind but like it's it's hard to figure out what that even means mm-hmm. how do how do i grind how do i get better how do i money match people and learn from it um you take drug fox lessons like you you are very thoughtful and that's exactly my point of and i i i'm hoping that we can keep this up because i think we're we're kind of living in like we're we're both in like the third inning of I think these long tail experiences and these long tail careers in melee where we are figuring out what works for us the best, mm-hmm. making and we're not at the major change point we're at the minor tweaks. Um, yeah. So you know, watching you play these games, I think you. It's not just like you you're born intuition. Like, obviously, you were inclined to be more competitive and to get these money matches. So you leaned into it and you you kind of have been finding more of more of yourself through it. I, I, please correct me if I'm speaking out of line. Um, and for me, I'm I'm and I'm just now like as I'm talking through it, understanding mm-hmm. um, and giving myself more credit for how I treated the weekend, because mm-hmm. sometimes I, I, I want to like. Be like, oh, you should have played more. You should practice more. Blah blah blah. But then I'm realizing that, like, my ambitions aren't necessarily to be, you know, a, um, the best player in the world. You know, mm-hmm. my intuitions are truly to um, meet and and become friends with a lot of really great people. That's that's who I am. That's that's that is my intuition, and it is my ambition. Mm-hmm. And so, when I talk about maximizing what our sacrifices are and, and the decisions we made i realizing that i i did maximize that i hung out with a lot of people in really meaningful ways um i sent like follow-up text messages this sounds very networky and lame but it's like just just setting a follow-up like hey man it's really nice hanging out with you this weekend like hope we get to hang out in the future yeah that's super nice and endearing yeah and so like i think things like that like where I found myself is now that now I know that if I wanted to travel to a lot of different places, you know, there is a tangible benefit to, to my approach and I'm sacrificing like skill. Like I, I'm not going to improve at the game as fast um, compared to if I were to grind harder, but um, I, I do feel, think that I'm, I'm gaining a lot of value out of it and um i i hope that i think it's it's funny because like we have these two perspectives mm-hmm. i'd really like to hear if what other methods because it feels like two sides of the spectrum a little bit yeah it's definitely very like black and white for sure yeah like yeah I, that sort of interested. drives the podcast in itself which is nice I, I agree I've, i'm really interested to see what else what other mindsets are out there and mm-hmm what really got to me the most and kind of the, the end of this thought a little bit is like, 
when I got back, I, I did like, I just like tweeted a little bit, just like thinking, like putting my thoughts out. And I'm realizing that like, I think what I want the most is to just hear from as many people as possible that are in this with us. Like mm -hmm. everything in between, like the me and the you is so much nuance and like other people being thoughtful about where they are, you mm -hmm. know, that, um, it really kind of like if SmashCon was a, it was an affirmation of, um, my gameplay and how I can prepare the best and, and play well, mm -hmm. then I think shine is an affirmation of how I handled myself within the community and how I've made friends, you know? Yeah, of course. And both of those aspects are super important. I agree. You know, like I think, but that's why, you know, I love, you know, that it's really about being thoughtful about your sacrifices more than it being right or wrong. You know, Absolutely. it's just knowing, you know, what you want to get out of the experience rather than like, like, you know, and you see those two sides, like, you know, from like, you know, the two people that were sponsored by makeshift, like Jordan, Nikki, like, Nikki was like definitely like you know coming from Europe, he just wanted to play all the Americans and do the money matches and you know get as much experience from this event mm -hmm. and play well. I mean, like he got seventeenth, which was incredible. But and Yord was like definitely like more on the like he definitely played and stuff, but he seemed like he was just really happy hang out with like Ryobi and like just getting to know people more in the community. And both of those are right in their own respects, you know. I think I want to have both of them on. <laughs> you should you should hit up Nikki to interview, and I'm gonna. I actually already um, hit up Yort for oh, an interview. Sick. How funny is that? That's hype. Yeah, do Yort first for sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's just what I'm talking about. Is like, I think there's just an endless list of people that are being very thoughtful mm -hmm. and are doing their best to figure out the best way to keep melee it, it, it was this was like a theme that we talk about on the podcast all the time it was a big part of what we talked about in the car but you know keeping melee in our lives the best way possible yeah um, the way we want it to be in our lives too yeah yeah it's not about like it's not about showing up and and just doing the money matches if that's not who you are mm -hmm. um it's not about like smoking in someone's car before top eight if that's not who you are um and it's just really cool that melee's been this um this catalyst for um self-exploration for me and um it's just it's really exciting to get you know get out of the post melee blues because what after or post major blues because after you know after shine i was like down like i was yeah confused and sad <laughs> like it's a real thing yeah it was um, the car ride was definitely somber at some points of it for sure the car ride was for me it was actually one of the highlights i loved that car ride back well but as it, soon as i, I, I think dropped it was like everyone off in was, two parts for sure yeah. Like, I think part one, like, when we immediately got in the car, it was definitely more somber, and people were tired, and we slept, and... Oh, true. And then, and then after that, and, like, collected our thoughts, and then, like, then part two was whenever we all started talking, and that was definitely an incredible experience. Yeah. It's just so, it's so fascinating to me, like, just how, um, 
how this game continues to bring these powerful experiences into my life. Mm. Um, and, and what's crazy is yeah. that it's not just this game. It's like any other game. You know, like us having these experiences are very much as relevant as, you know, people that play Street Fighter or Tekken or anything yeah. like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I think it's going to continue to give back. We have Simeon Land coming up next week. Um, we're going to be hanging out there too, which is always great. I get my yeah. will time. Yeah, Actually, we'll I, get, I get both my wills. Yeah, you do. You do. That's my that's my peak enjoyment. Um, but yeah, this was this was a good ep, dude. Good episode. Yeah, this this is a really incredible episode for sure. And I mean, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna say? No, I'm just I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to next week and um, kind of seeing if I can keep this thread. You know, keep my mindset in a similar way and and just build on what we what we started to shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shine definitely feels like it marked a a good time point in the year for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it, it for me, Shine felt like good closure for everything in terms of like just the stuff that we've been I've been going through recently. You know, looking for a new job and doing that, and then trying to be healthy. Like it's nice to know that like I can focus on everything now for the rest of the year and not worry and then all and then. Definitely aim to make a big push the next year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're still we're still early on. Yeah, that's the thing. We're still we still early on. Cool. Yeah. All right. So that's about it. I'm gonna go play some more WoW. Nice, <laughs> nice. What's your plan for the week besides WoW? Oh, uh, besides uh no, I'm not playing at all. I'm actually that's why I'm front loading because um Ashley's not around this weekend. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna be able to play for the next couple of weeks actually. So, um, no, just kind of more of the same. My I'm, I might be getting a raise soon at my at my job. So nice. I I want to make sure that gets focused on and um, I could do a good job. And then, um, yeah, I got a wedding today actually. Oh, uh, that's exciting. Yeah, coworkers' wedding. Fun. That, that'll be interesting. Um. I'm about to hang out with Panos to watch some soccer. Dope. And then probably going to Animal's birthday party. So I'm excited. Oh, today. I didn't get an invite. That's whack. Tell him it's whack. All right, you have a wedding. <laughs> well, he didn't know that. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a good week. We'll be in touch. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Talk to you soon, man. Yeah, talk to you soon.